super soft but we can hear him oh rich is super soft, super soft. okay he's going to try to turn it up we're, we're not right, Bob, so let's uh i get back from Florida. Yep, now you're good better yep okay um so welcome to sports buzz it's <laughs> rich and bob woodrow is uh he's out on protocol i don't know, know exactly what's happened but he'll be back next week are you got back from uh Great family vacation, first one in 12 years or so, Bob, down to awesome. Ponte Vedra Beach. Um, just quickly, my whole family was there and all the spouses. I played golf on Sunday, my first day, and then I retired my golf, my golf game. Like I told you, I'm hurt my shoulder, I can't. It was a waste of time. Trey loved it. We played Sawgrass, beautiful golf course. And then I literally spent the next four days on the beach looking for shark teeth. And how do you find them? So the lady says to me, the mother meets me after the golf and says, you're in like shark tooth heaven. I go, what? I don't know. So I was walking down the beach and I picked up a bunch that I thought looked like them because my daughter Anna found a couple. And I run into this lady. I go, do you know anything about shark teeth? She goes, oh my God. Yeah. She goes, I moved here in July. I've found 15,000 of them. 15, She's found 15,000. She goes, there's millions of them out here on this beach. Really? Just wash in. So she showed me what to look for. <clears throat> so I walked down the beach. You know, just the problem with that is your head's always down. I literally <laughs> just walked 18,000 to 25,000 steps a day doing this. And head down the whole time. <laughs> so she came upon me about an hour later. She sneaks up behind me. She goes, hey, how you doing? I had like 10 things in my hand. Yeah. She's like. All right, those are all fakes. You got one real one. Really? She goes, I just found a big tiger, tiger tooth, tiger shark tooth right behind you. She said, she's had, every, she's found every tooth but the Amadon or the, it's some prehistoric sharks. The only one she hasn't found. Really? And uh, I'm saying it wrong. Someone could correct me. And uh, yeah, so I got into it. Like it was no crazy. Kidding. I was finding like. Did you bring some home? I hope. Yeah. I brought yeah. them all home. I awesome. Like 50 yeah. Of them. I'd like to post them on the website if I can figure out how to do it on on, the, on our website here for the show. So I did. I spent a lot of time doing that. I mean, the place we stayed at was was unreal. I mean, literally twenty five steps from the beach. Really? I just yeah. go across our lawn over the just a little embankment, maybe ten steps, on the beach. Oof. Um, this this house, you know, outdoor shower, the highest yeah. pressure outdoor shower. I took I took one shower inside. No kidding. Yes, yeah. it was just it was just the coolest thing. It was like, you know, I I gotta ask you this. So I was sitting on the beach with Trey on Thursday, just me and him Thursday evening having a drink. 
he goes, this is unbelievable. I go, it really is. I said, but you know what's more unbelievable? There are more people than you think that this is their life. Like, we, we, we're going to do this once in our lifetime. I go, people, this is an everyday thing for a lot mm. of these people. And then I got thinking about my life. Like, did I, did, could I have gone a different route? <laughs> do you ever feel that way? Like, you, you know, you see all these boats. And I'll, I, don't, I don't really ever think about it. But I think about my life. Listen, I'm happy. I've got a great family. I've got a good job. I've got a nice house. Driving rigs. Got a dog. I don't have a penny to my name. But you're happy. I've, I mean, I'm happy. But, you know, how about you? You look back on your life. You did. You spent your whole life with education. You're not a millionaire. No. I know. So if you had, do you ever think about that? Like when you go places and. Oh, a couple times. You know, yeah. You know, you'd be more comfortable maybe at this financially comfortable, but. Yeah, everybody tells you, well, all these rich people are miserable. You know what? I'd like to find out just for a short time. Yeah. You know, I'd like to be miserable for a month and have you know, a, few, <laughs> a few million. I don't, that's the, really the first time I've ever really thought about it. I'm yeah. 62 years old and I'm sitting there with my son, you know, and, and I realized, like, this is a normal life for people. Like, th it, was, it was a honeymoon for a family is what it was. It really was. And so, yeah, how? We're going out to eat happy hour. I go, yeah, we got a good happy hour to go. And I go to, it's like, there's eight of us. 500 bucks I'm like that's not a happy hour I know you're all happy <laughs> <laughs> but no it was an amazing trip and Barb and Barb and the kids are all coming home we're going to uh, Cardigan graduation tomorrow Jackson Davies graduate in the morning uh, man what a week and I didn't have my phone on never had my phone on never looked at my phone awesome until I get in the evening when I got in the house no, no one bugged me I had very little for, did heard very little for, I haven't when I got done my job at Dartmouth, right, when they got rid of our program and I had to go through all the stuff, the lady says, well, you have a bunch of vacation time. I go, what? She goes, yeah. I go, I never knew I had vacation time. I worked there 15 years. I never knew that. Huh. I had, I got like 20-something days a year. I go, I, I've never. Never used them. I never thought about it. Yeah. No one ever said, hey, man, you got three weeks vacation or whatever it is. Right? I was stunned to hear that, honestly, because you know what? I'm traveling. I guess everybody thinks when I'm on a trip with my kids, I'm on vacation, the listeners. Right, right. So yesterday was the worst traveling day of the year. Oh, God, yeah. Memorial Day and... We, the storms. Yeah. We, I was stuck in Washington half the day, and there were thousands of people. They couldn't even get to New York from Washington last night. When Holy I cow, really? I got home at like 1 in the morning. But I was thinking to myself, what if I had my team there? Which we've, listen, we've had stuff where we had to spend the night and the kids are mad at me. Well, the baseball team wouldn't be stuck here. Yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, you know, they would. Just crazy <laughs> stuff like that. I was thinking yesterday, there were, there were literally thousands of people in that, in that little area that I was in. And I was thinking, what if I had, what if I had my team with me? Like, they've been so irritated. But yeah, yesterday, so here's a lesson to be learned for the listeners. We've always gone to Keezer Lake, Maine on Memorial Day weekend. Up at camp up there, Keezer Lake with our friends. This is not the weekend to travel, right? Go to Maine. There's nobody up there. The airports, it, I don't know if it was because of the storm or if it was because of the holiday, but the combination of the two, 
was absolutely miserable. Just and so the family's coming back today, though, right? Family's so it'll be better back today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had. I came back a day early just to do the show. Yeah. Right, and then, you know, good thing that I did, honestly. Yeah. Obviously, but and thanks for coming in. I know you're so busy down there at Windsor, like at the golf course. It's just. Well, yeah. It it uh, disappointing. We had a guy we thought was going to become the superintendent, and at the eleventh hour, he changed his mind to do it and so you know i got kind of so now you're the superintendent yeah yeah again and you know i got a couple good friends tell me it's self-induced but i can't walk away from it rich i i mean it's the town i live in you know i I, I mean you're a servant to the public you have been your whole life i mean yeah i'm not gonna walk away yeah and uh so my wife's retiring here fairly soon and uh you know she's not but i mean she's so supportive of me i'm very what do you think i got to get through this year with it i'm gonna do that and and i think she understands that um you actually know when it's time though i mean i know you're doing a great thing yeah but you know when it's time i remember when i my last year at carter when i was young and i was doing both jobs i was doing dartmouth and then dartmouth became a full-time job but i went in and the first day of work in April, and I got in a little spat with someone above me. Yeah. I went home that night, and I said, this is it. I'm all done. She goes, why mm. do go? I'm all done. She goes, it's April. I said, yeah, I'm going to work the year. I'm going to do the best that I mm. can. But I know it was time for me to leave, Yeah. and I got through the year, you know? We didn't have a lot of help there, Carter. We had more than you have. Yeah. That's for sure. But, you know, you can only do so much, Bob. No, I know, and... and uh you know, and I know I'm not a kid anymore. You know, I'm almost yeah. 71, and I'm out there. What time were you out mowing this morning? 4.30. Yeah, 4.30 a.m. Yeah. Get the yeah. freaking dark out. You got your little headlamp. and yeah. out mowing greens. Yeah, so. Amazing. But, but uh, hey, uh, you know, when I look what's going on in the world and. Megalodon. Megalodon's the shark, yes. Megalodon. Yeah. What's, what's going on in the world? A lot of Yeah, things. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, it's kind of crazy. We had that conversation yeah. at dinner the other night. Bill, our host down there, took. we went out to dinner with him, and we were talking about it. I'm just like, you know, the world we're living in, we've got, what, what have I got left? I don't even know. I'm on the back nine of my life. Yeah, oh, yeah. But our kids are not. No, they're not. You know, it's, it's just, how, how's this all going to play out? You know, and that brings us to the shooting that we were talking about in Texas. Um what, 19 kids, two teachers, then one of the teachers' husband had four kids, dies of a heart attack this week. Those kids are orphans. Yeah, four kids, and then, and so we talked about the shooting, and where does that end, or how can we do a better job? And You know, like I told you, I, I've been reading articles on it, but other countries, how they handle the school system, and you, and you said it best, like, one way in, one way out is a big part of it. Like, tell us what they do at Windsor. Yeah, they have uh, one entrance that everybody goes in. There's a camera right there that you push a button, and the person inside can see who it is. And if they're not sure or they try to shield themselves, identify them. And uh, you're not getting in until they push that button and let you in. And uh, people are, you know, very vigilant about keeping doors locked. They're very limited of who has access. How many exits? Uh... It's probably six or eight. See, that's where things get tricky when they jo- leave the jo- door ajar. Every time you hear something about this, there's yeah. a door ajar somewhere. 
right? Yeah. So and. But people are pretty good about making sure that those doors are shut. I'm not saying it's impossible for them to get in, Rich, but it's a lot less likely. And we have a school resource officer who's in the building. And I think the thing that people misconstrue, they just think, well, you've got an armed police officer in there and this and that. But the resource officer builds relationships. Here's things that are going on. When we had our little incident, they have their ear to the tracks. They right. they. You know, they, were, they were ready for the kids. Right, right. They know things. And yeah. uh, and the kids build a relationship with police officers that it's okay to go to them for things. You know, if they hear things, go to them. And Every organization, I don't care if it's a team, I don't care if it's a golf team, a football team, a fraternity, fire station. Every one of those groups has someone within that group who tells somebody everything. Mm. That's just the way it is. I've always had kids on my team. I know this. I know what's going on. You know, yep. just like you said, that resource officer. Yeah, we're gonna walk our kids to the bus every day. On and off the bus, but we don't want the resource officers. Yeah. I know it's fresh, and we're gonna be all over this for another week, and then it's gonna go away because it didn't happen to us. But something needs to be addressed. Yeah. You can't stop everything. I hear the music. Yeah. Okay. All right. You listen to the bus. Rich and Bob, we'll be back after the break. Bam. Everything's alright. Good job on the music, Dan. Who the heck was that? I got to give a shout out to Boston Bob over there in Moultonboro. Fixed my Volvo. Took took it in. Yeah. Volvo because Trey drives it and anything. T- Trey drives a car. <laughs> turns to crap. <laughs> Bob had it for a couple of weeks. So I came home last night. We had Ella Dulac was watching the dog. They have a silver sob. I pulled in at like 1 in the morning last night. And I'm like, what the hell's Ella doing? going to the house, I'm looking for her, I'm hollering, I'm looking in the bedrooms, and then I'm thinking maybe she slipped at the stone, so I took the dog out, I was actually doing the show, I, I started doing the show, and uh, he says I'm quieter now, wow, how is that possible, I'm, like this thing's cranked up, and um, then I went out to my golf bag, because I packed all my clothes in my golf bag, my toothbrush, and I realized Bob had brought the Volvo over. <laughs> so here I spent a half hour looking for Ella. And she wasn't there. And she wasn't there. <laughs> and the rig and the rig was there. Why am I quiet? I shouldn't be quiet. Just, can the people... I hear you loud and clear. You are? You know, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. No one's texting me, really, and saying anything too bad. Um, I'll text my wife and see if... We got a lot. We got a lot going on here. Now we could go with the Celtics. Oh, I got to tell you about my Hearts yeah. game. Okay. So I play Hearts on the plane. Right. I don't sleep on an airplane. I, on the way down, I get off to a slow start, and I won seven games in a row. I've never done that. Incredible. Got on the plane yesterday. Won four in a row to start it. I'm like, wow. Here we go again. I must have shot the moon. These people. These people. I, I don't have no idea who I'm playing with. Then all of a sudden, it seems like they gang up on me. 
Who is it? You know who it is. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't get do- too close to the headphones. How you doing? <laughs> Can you hear? I'm doing good. Can you hear Rich okay? Just barely. Just barely, huh? Is that true? Wow. Yeah. The guy on the board said that you were real quiet on that, on your mic. Hmm. What about on the radio? Can you hear it on the radio? I can barely hear you right now. Really? What button am I pushing? What do you normally push? Just the slide. Yeah. Just the sliders. Those right? sliders in the in the box, Woody? Is that all there is for yeah, adjustments? Yeah, look and see. Look and see what uh, number he's plugged into, and that'll be, I think, the top two, one or two. He's plugged into number two. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that'd be slide in number two, second one down, I believe. Second one down, he yeah, says. I yeah, I pushed the thing. It's right up to the max. He's got it right up to max right now, Woody, on huh. that slider. I don't know. We'll have to replug him in after the break. Hey, what about the Sox blowing two six-run leads last night? I'd say that was one hell of a bullpen. <laughs> You know what? They've been playing great ball up until they have. this point. Yep. You know, not gaining much ground, but they're playing better. But I no, just they... want to know. I just want to know uh, how they got the Celtics game picked. You want me to tell you? Huh? You want me to tell you? He wants to know if you want him to tell you. Yes. I'll tell you how the Celtic game got fixed. You had Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was um, four for 15, one for nine from the three-point line. Uh, Jalen Brown scored two points in the second half. Al Horford scored three points in the whole game. Grant Williams took two shots. That's how they lost. Yeah. I just don't understand how you can have a good game, a bad game, a good game, a bad game for two series straight. Put two together. And wouldn't you think last night, I figured they're going to be fired up, a chance to close this out at home. What the heck, huh? And then... Oh, I couldn't believe how they come out and turn the ball over, score 17 points in the first quarter. Yeah, just laid an egg. And then Butler oh. was unconscious, wasn't he? Yeah, he had. 40. Yeah, if he had forty-seven. Well, he's the guy on that team right now. But, yeah, but it doesn't matter though. He's how does Tatum make the top five and Moran or Butler don't? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how Tatum made the top five. He's not. No, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, well, I how wonder if. How can you put Morant the type of year he had, and he isn't in there? Oh, I know. And on the team he had without the supporting cast, you're exactly right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it, did they did they come out with the MVP of the league yet? Yes. They're going to change that though. They're going to. I think they're going to change it till after the playoffs. It's the kid from Denver got the MVP, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. 
Jokic? Yeah, Jokic yeah. from Denver. Yeah. Right, but he didn't make the top five. No. <laughs> well, the who picks the picture? Yeah, who picks the top five, Woody? That's what I want to know. Is I it am, just sports writers, or who is it? You know. I think it is. Yeah. It is makes it? no sense. You can get MVP of the MVP of the league, but you can't make the top five. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Ste- crazy. Steph, Steph Curry's the MVP. Yeah. Isn't he? Oh. I would think so, yeah. But, uh, so but how's think, everybody doing? Doing good. Yeah, Bob's, Bob's tired. Yeah. I'm a little tired, but, uh, you know, that goes to say, I guess. Yeah. I haven't, haven't had a day off since Easter, so, you know, it's just <laughs> not that I'm crying foul, but I'm just saying. tired for, Bob? I know. I, thanks, Woody. You're, <laughs> you're only about the 10th person that's reminded me of that this week. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But, Bob's but, retired, working 80 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was the smartest guy, Woody. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. I want to do a Mark We talked interview. about it last week. How can you leave? How can you leave a Baldian for five home runs last week? Oh my God! I know. I thought that same thing. I, I, what were they? I don't know. I'm going. What's the matter with you, Cora? You're going to leave this guy out there to break a record? He tied it. <laughs> yeah. And like Rich said last night, you pull Whitlock 84 pitches. He's cruising yeah. along. You know, I mean, if you're going to have him as a starter, let's use him, you know? Yeah, right. I don't un- understand that. The- I don't know, understand what they're doing this year, but it isn't working. Well, we got. I'm hoping we got Sale supposedly going to throw a rehab start here in a week or so. If he comes back as a yeah. starter, now we can use Whitlock maybe in a different role in relief. Don't you think he's more valuable there, maybe? Well, I would think so, but you got to get rid of Hill and put Sale in that, in that position. Well, yeah, that's that's true. If you put him in places, then. <laughs> How about a new coach? What's well, that? Play- how about a new coach? He's saying that's what I'm voting for. <laughs> I can hear the interview today. Now, Alex, you know Garrett was, you know, cruising along. What'd you think? Well, you know, he he threw 84 pitches, and you know the numbers tell us that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why he pulls people so early, and then other ones he just let's get tattooed. How about Devers last night with the thrown air to tie it up? I didn't. I didn't see any of last night's because I couldn't get on Apple. What's up with that? Oh, because the Celtics are on. Oh yeah, yeah. I was listening on radio, so. Yeah, I I like Castiglione yeah. anyway. I I'd like to listen to him. You know, it just I can let my mind. I watched the game cast last night on the Celtic game on the bus. Oh really? Yeah, I could. Did Pat go over to his neighbors and watch the game? No, he was flying. <laughs> no, I was on, I was on he, the bus. He was yeah he 
He was he was coming home. He didn't get home till one o'clock this morning. That's how dedicated. Oh he was. boy! Listen, listen. I, I was on the bus. I'm watching GameCast, and every other possession, Marcus Smart misses 26 footer. Marcus Smart misses 27 footer. I go, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Why what? is he shooting? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then when it come down to crunch time, when it was time to take the game and win it. Marcus Mark puts up a 40-footer, clank, over. Yeah. <laughs> we Tatum. He took the most shots of anybody on the Celtics. He took 15 shots. Tatum took 12. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like my coach Don't used make to tell sense. me. My coach used to tell me, you rebound, play defense, and give the ball to somebody that can shoot. You know, that's what I was right. told. <laughs> Woody, this is what I'm going to I'd like to be in. I'd like to be in that huddle with Parks when Marcus Mark says I'm open. He'd say, there's a reason for is that. It, right. There's a reason. It's exactly right. How could you not figure that out? Listen, they won. The, the Celtics won. Woody, the Celtics won game four. Marcus Smart didn't play. They won, they won game five. Marcus Smart only played 24 minutes. He played half the game and took five shots. They won the game. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Hey, thanks for the call. Spirit in the sky. Yeah, we're at a break <laughs> yep, time. Yeah, we're at a break time. Give us a shout back. Try to fix this thing. Oh. Yep. All right. Over. <laughs> Dan, let's get back to Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire, and the Gap Band. <laughs> this is uh, who? Who the hell is I that? I know who yeah. that is. Um, Do you? Billy Joel, wasn't it? I don't know. David Bowie. David oh, was it really? Bowie. What, something happened we don't know about? <laughs> I know you played something for Greg for Depeche Mode. The Depeche Mode guy died. Oh, yeah. Age 60, did you know him? No. Sounded like he was Greg's best friend. Oh, jeez. Greg's no. in mourning. Greg goes, you know, makes me, I'm turning 60 next year. I'm like, there's tragedies all around us. Yeah. Everywhere you look, around every corner. No. Don't take anything for granted. Absolutely. I just, I did want to say that I slept great on that trip, too. The bed didn't squeak like mine does. The room was dark. And plus, I was walking on the beach all day. I, did, I literally was sleeping through the night, and so was my bride. Neither one of us sleep more than three hours a night. But like you talked about earlier with your cell phone, and I was going to interject, you with all the real important people in your life, so who the heck else do you really need to hear That's from? That's true. I was thinking that. You know, honestly. Yeah, who do I need to hear from? Yeah. Who is that important that can't wait? Right. And you know, you're with the people you love and the most important people. Yeah. That's so, a great point. There's no it's, question. It's, uh, so did you watch the? Uh, so I had a dream yeah. last night. Uh-oh. After all this eating and fun in the sun, obviously I didn't lose any weight. And I had a dream, and Dickie Dodds, the Hanover men's hockey coach, was in. I saw Dickie about probably six weeks ago. I I never see him, and I talked to him, him and his yeah. wife Missy a little bit. 
So last night, my dream was, I saw Dickie. We were at an event somewhere. And I'm like, man, I didn't realize you were that tall. I said, you're in good shape. And he was up, he was standing above me, looks at me, he goes, he goes, you need to lose a little weight. I go, what? He goes, look like you've gained some weight since I've seen you last. I go, I actually have. I said, I'm going to start on Tuesday. That was a dream I had last night. Wow. Dickie Dodds. Yeah. Now, he's battled back from, yeah. he had some health issues, yes. right? And, yeah. And he's... Uh, what a run he's had. Is that 40 plus, 40 plus years coaching yeah. high school hockey? Yeah, unbelievable. How do you keep that candle burning? Well, like Harry Ledoux, 39 in basketball. Just got done. You know. Yeah, but Harry Ledoux practices at 3.30. Yeah. Dickie practices at 5 in the morning. 5 in the morning. 8, 10 at night. But hockey guys are a different... Yeah, different breed. breed. Different breed of cat, yeah. you know? No, it's they like, definitely are. Um, Listen, a head coach of anything for more than 20 years is a is a grind. It isn't. The, the thing for – listen, I was an assistant when I was coming through with Mr. Metcalf. That was yeah. su- such an easy job. I took care of the players, all the – you know, all the – you know, kept peace with the team, tried to make some in-game adjustments once in a while. Yeah. When you're a head coach at any sport, you don't have a minute off. No. When you step on the field, on the course, in the rink, there's no – you're the head coach, right? Mm. It's and I found that I realized that you know very quickly. You know, the head coach is the head coach. The assistant's a great job. It is. It really is. If you it know, paid a little better. I, yeah, when I was a, you know assistant and helping out in football and stuff, it was. You're right. It. it well, you can show up some days and just like not be t- on your. It take the day off. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't tell anybody that. No, but you're not totally. Engaged, right? Yeah, right. That's not the case with the head coach. So you see these guys, these head coaches around here in high school, what they've, what they've been able to accomplish over the time. I mean, you've had some, some real winners down there in Windsor. We've been very lucky. We've been, yeah, we've been real lucky. You really have. You know what? And we have too. I mean, I think about, you know, Mr. Metcalf's been gone almost twenty-five years now from coaching. Keith Maddie's been at the helm. Tim Kehoe did it twenty-plus years. Yeah. We had Debbie. The field hockey coach, Beach. Debbie Beach, coached yeah, for a long time, close to forty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know there wasn't a lot of turnover. We had, we had Jim Jetty. I think did we have Chris Childs? I know there was a little. Mike Mazzacci was in between that, but Chris Childs did, especially this era coaching right now, in this environment. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> No, and that's what I think wore Harry out at the end. Well, you know, you're not Harry's... coach just the kids anymore. No. You're not. You co- when you get a kid, you, you get the parents, the aunt and the uncle. You know, it's, it never ends. It, ne- it never does. It's like the phone calls and, you know, my kid should be playing and, you know, this is what happened in practice. Someone said something to him. And, you know, it's, it's something, it's all the stuff that you never think about. Yeah. As, Did you ever go home and talk to your mom about, what Mr. Metcalf did? No, she wouldn't. She just yeah. said, "Yeah, I mean, she just said, take care of it yourself." Exactly. Any decision that exactly. I ever made, and I made a bunch of wrong ones. You know, it would have been nice if she would have given me a little guidance. Just that, mm. if I look back on it, I would nothing would have changed. But I made all my decisions on my own. Anytime I had a, she didn't want to hear about. It. I don't want to hear about it. Like you take talk to the coach, mm. right? And I went through some things when I was, you know, freshman and. High school, I mean, it's well documented. Seven kids in my class made JVs, and I didn't. The coach didn't like me. And it was it was, it was, was a crime in my eyes. 
mm. and everybody else's. And I don't have any idea why Mr. Metcalf didn't save me from that. I don't know if thought it'd make me a better basketball player, but just stuff like that. And my mother finally, the one thing my mother did when I was a sophomore, so when I was in the sophomore, I was probably the best player on the team, and I was the ninth man. Had the same coach playing JVs. Back when we were in high school, sophomores didn't make varsity. No, not unless it was right? really something. Let alone yeah. freshmen. That's, yeah. just not, that's just not the way it was. And I remember one game, I was sitting on the bench. What happened was a couple kids got hurt, so I got to start a couple games. And you know what? We won. I scored 20, 25 a game. I was a little guy. I was only five foot five when I was a sophomore in high school. Then one game, he took me out of the game, and I sat on the end of the bench the whole half and second half, like probably 20 seconds left. My mother walks down out of the bleachers. She goes, you ready to go home? Really? I couldn't believe she did that. Wow. I said, you know what? Just go sit down, Mom. That's fine. It's the only time she ever said yeah. anything or got involved. You know, you get to a point where enough's enough. Mm. You know, I was I, that that was gut wrenching for me. Really, that was horrible. Two years because I loved basketball. Like all this, I played all three sports. Mm. Basketball was always my favorite. I mean, I no one. I mean, my neighbor when I graduated from high school came over and he goes, "Now, does that mean that we're done with the basketball?" because that's all I hear every night, all night, till midnight. <laughs> bang, I, I, bang, yeah, bang. sick yeah. of the pounding on the, on the gravel. Had a gravel driveway. Yeah. Half moon backboard. Yeah. I said, probably. Yeah. But it wasn't. But you played at Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. But, you know, high school sports has such more meaning to you than college sports. It's just different. I can't, it's hard to explain. Way more important. You know, you you grew up with your buddies. You mm. dreamed about wearing that varsity uniform, yep. right? You want to win a state title. You at least you want to compete for one. You know, we dreamt about that in all the sports. You know, I, I was looking at the baseball standings today. I see Lebanon seven and nine. They're like the eleventh seed. I mean, I think my senior year we won our last eight or nine games in a row, and we didn't even get in the tournament. You know, mm. back then. It was tougher. It, it was hard. I don't remember if it was four or eight. I know basketball was only twelve. Yeah. Basketball was 12 because the first four get a seed. So when you played your first game, you were in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah, we had eight. We were eight at, you know, New Hampshire at the time I was in high school. We were in class I. Yep. And it was eight in basketball, eight in baseball. Yeah, so that it was, was eight. It. Yeah, it that was, was eight. it. Eight in baseball. And, and, yeah, and you had to. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I remember my junior year, we played down in Newport, and I've told this story. And, um,. We come back from the break. What's he saying? We come back from the break. Oh, that's right. So listen, when we come back from this next break, from the 11 o'clock break, right, top of the hour, we are going to go off 99.7 because it's pre-game Red Sox, believe it or not, after last night's performance. So 99.7 goes to the Red Sox. We stay on 98.9. And 14:90 a.m. You can also go to wntk.com or wuvrradio.com and to to listen in. I know that's not the most convenient thing. Maddie told me last night about 11 o'clock. I got the email, but that's the Red Sox are playing at noon. It's a doubleheader, mm. and so Day night, just yeah. switch your radio over for you people out of towners. Then you can go to wuvrradio.com or wntk.com and you can find us as well we'd love to, we'd love for some calls i feel like my headset's working a little bit better 
But what, what, what were we talking about for? You just asked me. Yeah, about uh, holy cow. Both getting old. Yeah, we are. Well, we're talking about the number of teams that get in. Oh, the in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah so playoffs, my junior yeah. year, you know, we were all young. We only had one starting senior, and we were young. And it was all our first year on varsity. You know, we came with a bang. I remember our first varsity and game. Who's up coaching to you guys now? Mr. Metcalf's Mr. coaching. Mac- okay, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, Marty Brown's an assistant coach at yep, Hanover. Yep. Ken Murphy's out at Mascoma. And our first game, my junior year, my first varsity game. No, yeah, my first varsity game. We play Hanover at Hanover. Wow. And it was a big build-up. You know, Marty's oh, yeah. coaching, who was my idol and basically my big brother. He's coaching for them, working for Mr. Honeywell, up there student teaching. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. We came right out of the gate, that just a young group of kids, and, man, we ran right out of the freaking gym, and we're like, man, we're going to be good. We didn't have any big kids. And it came down, all the teams we lost to, White Mountains, Berlin, they are all big. You know, they all had big 6'5", six, 6'4", six, yeah. up front. We didn't. We had, you know, 6'1". Go down to Newport, got to win to get in. We beat them 90, 96 to 69, maybe. We scored 96 points with no three-point and get in the tourney. Wow. And go to the tourney and upset White Mountain, who beat us by 40 both times regular season. They had us 20 to 2 to start the game. Everybody went to bed in the Upper Valley. Wow. I saw someone in church just the next morning and said, too bad. I said, too bad what? We won last night. <laughs> yeah, I went to bed. <laughs> awesome. You listen to the buzz, Rich, Rich and Bob. Bam. Oh, you're a Fall Mountain guy? Oh, wow. Jerkowitz and that whole crew? I know. Welcome back to the buzz. We're talking high school sports. Bobby, Louis Zyder. Louis Zyder. You cover, did you cover Jimmy Vanya? Jimmy Vanya. Tried to cover Jimmy Vanya, but, uh, you know, he was just so, so smooth and, uh, Gave you those little ball fake, up fakes, yep. and and uh, <laughs> but uh, he could pass too. Oh yeah, great yeah. pass. No, no, just yeah. just a trem- and, and what a wonderful guy. You know, when I got to know him, yep. uh, Later, as we got older, because back then we weren't hugging people after no. the games either. We hated each other. You know, you just yeah. walked off the court. There wasn't all yep. this handshaking and high fiving each other. And, and yeah. I'm not saying that's all terrible now, but like, well, there I, was no social media. No. You saw those kids twice a year. The Windsor mm. kids didn't come to Lebanon. We didn't no. go to Windsor. No. Right? We didn't hang out down the Fall Mountain. The no, Stevens. no, you're right. It was we, just – and even we were right across the river from BF, and we played with them in the summer basketball league a little bit, but it was still standoffish and, and you know, all that type of thing. And then when you got to be adults and – They're all your best friends. Yeah, and you're going, well, these are good guys, you know, and like Bobby Smith, you know, great friend, became good friends. You know the best thing that ever happened around around Lebanon and Hanover was Legion baseball. And that, playing together. Yes. That really that really bridged bridged the gap. Right. We became, I mean, Shane McDonald ended up being the best man in my wedding for crying out loud. Wow. We were like yeah. as, as rivals as a rival could be. Yeah. And yeah. you know, just that summer baseball, Greg Watts, Mike Hayes, Ricky Stone, Charlie Henry, Bart McNamee, you know, Albie Pearson from Woodsville. Albie Pearson, yeah. yeah. You know, those was, guys, yeah. that was all our summer baseball team. Brett Banker, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. we yeah. had the uh, bankers of Springfield Tommy Osler from Hartford. Yeah. You know, we had Hartford Legion was our baseball yeah. team. We had one kid on the team from Hartford. Tom Osler was my son's instructor at the Hartford Tech. I have the most respect yeah. for that man yeah. as far as in, and my son yeah. loved him yes. to death. What an awesome job Good he man. did there in that natural resources. Yeah. But what a what a wonderful yeah. man. Yeah. I remember we went down to Woodstock, and Woodstock wasn't very good. They had a kid named Mayhew played on the team. Hank Mayhew, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Blonde-haired kid. And, no, it was at, actually at Red Rolf. We went down there and crushed them. They had that snow fence. We were banging them out of there like it was freaking the Elks field over here. And uh, we come to, we come to Red Rolf. We played our field right yeah. there. We played right at Red Rolf, right where Dartmouth plays. And uh, we were down two to one, two outs. In the last inning, and one of the fathers from Woodstock had promised the kids from Woodstock a steak dinner if they beat if us. They beat you. And they were raving and going crazy. And Tommy Osler, base hit to right field, 3 2. We'd think we'd won the freaking World Series. We beat Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tommy was, was a good man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. just retired from uh, yeah. from the tech here a year yeah. or so ago. But, uh, oh, he. He did a great job with those kids. I just, you know, I just wanted, I know yep. people are probably bored with our little stories, but yeah. we didn't have to leave town. That's that's the message here. We didn't leave town to play sports. We This was our town. That was your town, right? You got together with, yeah. the, with the next town maybe to form a team in the summer because you didn't have enough players. We didn't pay money to play any sports. We didn't. No. Drive to Boston every weekend and freaking Concord Cannons or any of that crap. No. Right? We didn't, none of us did that. No. We never, and you still don't have to. If all the kids just stayed here, we'd be amazing. Yeah. If you combine Hanover and Lebanon, now Hartford's got their own over there. Yeah. Right? If those. They got the Windsor kids come up and play in Hartford now yeah. for Legion Baseball right. and get a couple kids from Woodstock, yeah. I see yeah. Hartford women's lacrosse over there, right? They've got girls from Thetford, Windsor, all yeah. playing, yeah. right, to form a team. Yeah. That's that's good stuff. But it's not – I mean, the hardship that the parents put on themselves to drive their kids all around, and then if the combination – what's the worst combination you could possibly play? Soccer, hockey, and lacrosse for mm. a parent? Oh, Yeah. Oh, right. oh, nightmare. Isn't yeah. it? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my parents, they didn't drive. I rode my bike to every practice I ever had my whole absolutely. life. Yeah. Same okay, here. so we're top of the hour. So we're not coming back on 99.7. We're on 98.9, 1490 AFM, and then com or WNTK.com. 888-299-3151. Give us a call after the break. Let's get you involved here. Yeah, you are. I'm here. We're back. Wherever I can. We're on 98.9, and on the computer. Rich and Bob. Woody's home. Shake, 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 shake. Sure, to call back. You should. We've got to critique my singing anyway. Let's go baseball standings. New Hampshire. Hanover's 11 and 5. Headed. The playoff comes out on Monday, the brackets. Hanover's 11 and 5. Looks like they're a fifth seed. Lebs 7 and 9. 11 seed. Stevens 6 and 10. 12 seed. 
Mascoma gets its first win yesterday to finish at 1 and 15. Wow. Monadnock's undefeated in Division Three. Kearsarge is in 15th place. Sunapee's in third place in their division. Uh, they're always good, right? They have, yeah. Tom Frederick going yeah. down there, done a great job. Hanover Tennis and uh, boys and girls both in the semis on Monday. Leb boys in the semis on Monday. Boys lacrosse, Hanover's 12th at 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, Hartford across the rivers, number two seed at 14-1. and one. They're just like the hockey team, probably most of the hockey players, quite honestly. Lebs in D3, their fifth, 10-4. and four. Kearsarge is in eighth place. In that one. Those brackets all come out Monday. We got uh, girls lacrosse. You got Hartford, 13-0. Season's over. They're going to be most likely the one seed. What I hear, Caroline Hamilton scored over 100 goals in her career. That's a lot, right? <laughs> I would say so. Hanover's uh, D2, Hanover girls in the cross are 10 and 3. They're in third. Lebs in six at 9 and 5. Kearsarge 10th at 7 and 7. Softball Stevens 13 and 3. Fourth, Newport's 13 and 4 in D3. Woodsville is 18 and 0 in Division 4. Hartford plays. Hartford softball plays. Burn Burton this morning at Burn Burton, and then Windsor tonight at home. On little Max ice. Field. Yeah, yeah. Will Windsor people go to that? Oh, they'll be. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Windsor. You got fans. the track championship in New Hampshire tomorrow. Yeah, Vermont, Vermont's Han- next week. Hanover Lab yep. early, and then you got Newport Stevens. And who's the third? Mascoma. And that's all at Pelham. Yep. Right. That's tomorrow. Get delayed from today. I guess it's going to storm today. All right, Bobby, what do you got? Okay. Um, we've got uh, PGA, Justin Thomas. Man, what a win. What a comeback, huh? I mean, being down. He six. teed off on Sunday. He had a 1.2% chance of winning, yeah. according to the odds makers. Seven shots back. Yeah. Just shows you. And listen, for the poor kid who lost. Pereira, yeah. Right? He took. He just hit the wrong club off the last tee. You know, he got to the point where he lost control of his functions of his body. I mean, he's trying to win a major. I know none of us can relate to that. I've I've been nervous on the believe me, and I've been in some big spots. Never a spot like that. And we've been a couple of playoffs that were worth a lot of money, and I was not nervous. But I didn't have the whole world watching me. So for what he went through and the way he handled it was unbelievable. But if mm. he had to go back again, he'd never hit a driver off that 18th tee. He would taken a three wood and hooked it down there and swing at it. All he needed was a bogey. Mm. A bogey, mm. he's in that playoff. Yeah. Right? Then we get to Justin Thomas. He lays up. He lays up on the first hole of the playoff. Right? Yeah. And the other yeah. kid hits it in two. And Thomas laid up to his perfect yardage that he's comfortable with, take the spin off the ball, one-hopped it like he did, and he made a big birdie there, and then he drives it onto the par four with a three-wood, oh. 298. Yeah. And then just what an amazing win that was, like mm-hmm. just to come back. And, you know, you were talking about Tiger. I don't see it, but I've said that before. I mean, I I just don't. And I've said this comeback I didn't think would happen. You know, the fact he ho- hobbled around Augusta last week. He, You know, 
any course like the British Open for him to walk that course over there in the wind and if it rains it's just not they need and I, I know I keep saying this I'm beating the horse he needs a cart it's the only way he's going to prolong his, his career and they're never going to allow that right? which is just crazy yeah. like, I mean we have a we have a guy on second base now in baseball in extra innings like, <laughs> everything's about money they yeah. have to want Tiger out there. Like when, it's you know, and I was talking to someone down in Florida this week and just saying how ridiculous it was. Here's Tiger in the PGA shooting a million, and they're, they're still talking about him. Yeah. Yep. Tiger's you know six over over there on number on the back nine. Yeah. You know, and everywhere you go, you go to a restaurant, you walk into a country club, a pro shop, go in the putting green, the drive. Hey, what Tiger shoe? What's Tiger doing? How can they not just bend the rules for this guy? It's not going to make a difference. If everybody could do it, what's, where is the advantage? Yeah, yeah. I. Right? You don't have to drive them in the fairways. Keep the carts out of the fairway. Yeah. Right? They yeah. can rope off an area right down the side of every fairway. Make it cart worthy. Right? Mm. That's it. That's all you got to do. And then he can play. There's no advantage if everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right. But then they're going to get sued by Casey Martin. Yeah. Who, right? Then they're they looking wouldn't at, allow. Right. Yeah. You're looking at lawsuits. Guy had basically one leg, right? He had to quit golf because mm. they wouldn't give him a golf cart. So now you're getting into other things. But it's no different than when we played basketball, right? They came up with a three-pointer. Where the hell was that when we played? Who is it? Hey, morning. Kenny over in Wayne How you doing today? How you doing? How's it? Good, good. Sounds like you had a great vacation. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. They're few and far between. I know that. I trust yeah. I've been self-employed my whole life, so I know what it's like. Yeah. Hey, a um, couple things. I, the whole sports, I mean, it's tough, you know, with what's gone on this past week. But, um, you know, when you brought up the, you know, the uh, uh, Southern Hills or South, Southern Hills last week, I mean, that, that was that was extraordinary. Um, what happened out there, but I kind of want to talk about uh, a little, little more serious. I, I, and I, I, I know nobody likes to get real serious, but we're all pretty close to the same age. You're 62, I'm 64, and and Bob's 71. And and you know, I remember my childhood much differently than the childhood of today. Um, you know, I get these reminders of what it was like to grow up in the 60s and 70s, and it's like, yeah, man, you know, yeah, we did go out and play kick the can till 10 o'clock at night. You know, nobody worried about us. We, we didn't put, we didn't ever be pad known to mankind on us when we went out to ride our bikes or all of that. I'm not saying, you know, safety isn't a bad thing, but I think what we've done along the way, and I think we've watched it happen, we've seen the feminization of, of males, and and it's been happening for a long time, and you know, every one of these shooters, seventy uh, percent of these shooters are eighteen and under, all male, white male, and um, you know, which tells you a little something. And I think, I think things have gone horribly wrong with the way we we treat and teach kids. Everybody's after this never-ending equality. Well, equality is just, is just men and women are just not equal, period. You know, men can't have babies, no matter what they tell you in a congressional hearing. Men can't have babies. That's just stupid. Why would you even say that? 
And this gets beaten into these kids day in and day out. I got a couple kids. Um, I, I got one in high school, uh, grandkids, one in high school, one in middle school. And I try to follow along with what they're learning. And some of the stuff they tell me, it's just like, it's just, it's mind-boggling. Why, why would they even be talking about that? And I think you guys have seen it. You had to have seen it. I've seen it. You know, my wife, you know, same age as us. You know, she's seen it. She's, she's been a, a teacher for years, um, not, not in the schools, but um, another type of teacher. And, uh, and we've all seen it. And I don't, I think that it's out of the bag. I don't think we're ever going to change this. You know, the only thing we can do is what we should have done right after Columbine, and you said it earlier, harden these freaking schools. No, don't leave a door open for any reason ever. You know what I'm saying? It just, if, if everybody doesn't play, it's not going to work. But if everybody does, we at least stand a chance. You're never going to get rid of the guns. Forget about it. It's just not going to happen. You know, there's 300 and... Uh, 30 million Americans, and I forget how many how many guns are out there. That ship has sailed. And nobody nobody can go after the guns. That's just stupid. And and why would you want to do that to the people that would never do something like this? It's just not not right. It's not fair. But I, that's just kind of my piece. I've been yep. it's been irking me all week long. I just hate hearing these things, like we all do. Yeah, but I I think we did it to ourselves. I really do. And and these poor kids are paying the price. Whether you're whether you're the kid that's shooting or the kid that's that's receiving the, the shot, it, it, they were all paying the price. And yep. uh, right, Bob, man. you had to have, Bob, you had to have seen this in the schools. Oh yeah, it uh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a kid today. To be honest, with you. we nope. grew up at a good time. We did. We did. We had fun as kids, and we did things, and you know, our parents let us do things. And I'll tell you the one thing with you, Richard. I'm amazed at how much crap you can remember. You know, I, I played, I played uh, football and hockey at Lawrence Academy. You know, which is a pretty good school. We had good teams. I can't remember squat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember one kid's name, Ben Lord, and I think he eventually made it to the NHL. The only kid that was on my team that I remember, and I, I wasn't even a friend of his. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I no, don't I know. any of it. You have an amazing memory. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah, have a good one. yeah, yeah. Um, the, this is what I'd say about what Kenny's saying. You, we can't stop trying. Like, you got to, you just got to keep trying. Like, and I hate to say, I'm ashamed that I said this the other day when my when Aver and Trey said there was a big shooting today in Texas. I go, let me guess, another white kid. Like, it's just like it's almost automatic. And listen, I have no idea how we stop this. The guns, they're not going away. They're not. But that being said, schools can buckle down, and you know we've gone. We've, we've had how many have we had now? I mean, I can't even keep track. We've had so many mass oh, shootings. Oh, just a ton of them. But yeah. we can't. You just can't let it. It can't be an oh well situation. Oh well, you know we we'll talk about it this week. We might talk a little bit about it next week, and then it goes away, and then you forget about it because it didn't happen to us. I mean, I was down in Parkland. Mm, Literally a half that, a mile from were. the school shooting. Yeah. It was horrific. The families were there of the of the kids who got killed at our hotel. All the kids from the school got busted in there. It was horrible. And I'm sure they're still fighting it down there, all the stuff that happened and like and like Bob said, we talked about it. This last shooting, 
By the time they went in and got the kid, there were 19 cops out in the hallway. They And, and the head guy said, we waited too long. Hmm. Like you said, you had a little training in it, right? What was your training? What did they tell you? Well, the, the police's attitude is you go right at them. You don't sit back yeah, and wait. Yeah, you save you, lives. Yeah, you save lives. You, yeah. you, you limit the damage. There's probably going to be some damage, but you yes. limit it by going right at right. the Yeah, so this took, would you say, 45 minutes? 45-minute response, yeah. Well, and, uh, and listen, we weren't there. And no. Listen, being a cop is top three worst jobs in the world right now. Oh, without a question. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah. What are, yeah. I can't think of any others. Teacher, cop, you know, and the COVID people. The yeah, workers, the, the medical. First responders. People, right? yeah. yeah. Those are the top three right now in this country. And I can't, I'm not going to put them in order. No. But to be a teacher, to be a police officer, and, and first respond, they're all underpaid. They're all overworked and underpaid is what they are. And don't don't call me and tell me about the teachers. They don't do their job. It's just what we're talking about, right? Their job doesn't end at 3 o'clock. It just doesn't. And especially to, with today's classrooms, right? We got to. Oh, yeah. Right? You haven't got all the smart kids in one classroom anymore. That's no. not how it works. No. Right? And listen, I'm not a teacher, but I understand what it's like to work with kids. And right now, and I'm going to be honest with you, and the biggest problem of all the stuff we're talking about is the parents. That's it. And you can take whatever you think of that. That's the truth. You don't have to laugh about, you know, Kenny's talking about when we were kids. Well, I got to tell you, when I was a kid, my parents told me how great their life was compared to mine, right? They had a way better life than the life that... I had a way better life, but they had more fun, right? Did you ever meet a parent who didn't walk 10 miles to school every day? Uphill both ways. (laughs) 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 All right. 888-299-3151. Listen to the buzz. Bam. There you go. Second time around. It's better than the first time. Welcome back to the bus. Bobby's got some stories, childhood stories. Oh, God. Amazing. So what do you got there, Bob? What do you got on the the pad? Well, Gabe Kapler, uh, who was manager of the year last year in the National League, formerly played with the Red Sox back in the uh, mid-2000, he said now that he is not going to come out of the Tunnel. tunnel for the anthem until the country goes in a different direction, he's really worried about the direction we're going in. And this, he said this after the shootings in Texas. Yeah. And he didn't go into a ton of detail, but that's that's what he stated. And I just thought, you know, I've always kind of liked Gabe Kapler. I thought when he was at the Red Sox, he was a leader, and he's shown as a manager that, you know, he's a pretty He's taken a stand yeah. yeah, for something that we all believe in. Like... I'm reading this stuff. These people are filling up their oil tanks for their houses. They're, they're, playing, they're paying $2,000 for a fill-up. 
Like if you get a 300 gallon tank, it's over six dollars a gallon. Mm. They're paying two thousand dollars to fill up the friggin' oil tank. Gas is close to five dollars a gallon. Diesel's worse. Like what the hell are we doing? So can we change the president terms to two years? How about let's start that one, right? Haven't we had enough of Biden? And li- listen, I I'm not a Trumper, right? No. I'm not. Why can't we get somebody in there? And, and please don't call. I shouldn't even be saying this. Forget it. I don't yeah. want to say it. What, what, what are we doing? Like, the cost of everything is is ridiculous. Christ Almighty, it costs you ten bucks to buy four chicken wings in a restaurant now. You know, it, it affects everything with whatever's going on. Why are we paying so much for gas? Do you know? No, no. There's no explanation for it. It just keeps going up, and you don't hear. Is there an oil well? I've had I've got some friends that study it a lot more than I do the political thing. They think they're trying to drive us towards electric vehicles, going away from fossil fuels. That's what so somebody's they're, making they're money. Trying, right, they're trying to force us into doing it. And my question is, I certainly don't know enough about it, Rich. How's it going to work with a tractor trailer, a forty-foot trailer hauling up through the White Mountains on batteries? Is that going to work? Do we have that? I mean, first of all, in you know, a car, how is that going to work? In a car, that they're trying to get it to 450 miles in a car. Like we, my c- captain was on talking about it. Yes, yeah, a tractor trailer, electric tractor yeah. trailer. Is it is it going to haul uh, loads of heavy loads in a 40 foot trailer? I mean, we had a guy, we had a tractor trailer come the other day bringing us fertilizer at the at the club i mean he was loaded right down you trying to tell me batteries are going to haul that load I, I i don't know if it can so you think that has something to do with the gas hike the electricity that, well that's what this friend that's of mine that studies the thing that they're trying to force us if they keep driving the price up so we should all buy a tesla we, we should all buy a tesla <laughs> yeah and I, this is insane it's it it's crazy and the heating oil thing i look at it too what are some people going to do rich to heat their homes um, this winter, you know, it, it, it's going to be really, really difficult for us in the Northeast. That uh, uh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like, I haven't really paid attention to it. I listen to everybody. Not a lot bothers me in the real world. Like, mm. I, I try to stay out of everything. I'm in my own oh, little cocoon me. of life. But when, when you start, I just think about other people. I'm not thinking about myself. But what's, what's any senior citizen retired going to the goddamn gas station and paying a hundred dollars to fill up their old truck or like how long can that last mm. right taxes are going up rents going way up i mean you just said the tractor trailers everything's way behind right there's no the trucking industries f- fell way behind oh yeah they can't even afford to do it like no. i'm getting these texts right now one guy's got he's got a garbage business it's a dollar per mile for fuel for, yeah. for the garbage truck that he drives, right? Dan's right, and his dad owns a moving moving company. Trips down to Florida costs him $3,200 on one trip. Driver's credit cards get shut down due to the cost at the pump. Like, it's just, it's insane. And listen, there's nothing I can do about it. But all of a sudden, it bothers me. All of a sudden, it bothers me because I'm thinking about all the people in the world. You know, I'm sorry, all these old people in Florida, they barely can get around. And I'm just like, how in the hell are they affording to live? 
all the people, all the people around here who are on a fixed income, they can't ride a bike, they can't walk, they can't get to where they're going, they have to drive. Like, and we just, and our country just, it's like anything else. It's like, and I hate to keep using the statement, but it's a family statement we use. Oh, well, right? We got to get rid of the old wells. We got to do something, right? It's This is insane. Well, like, where, is there an end to this in sight? Well, that's the whole deal. You There's wonder. a big difference of a housing, the market, housing market, and screwing us with stuff we need, right? Mm. It, if you want to sell your house and make $200,000 and trying to find another one, that's your choice. But when you get up and have to go to work in the morning, then think of the commutes everybody has just around here. Because there's not a lot of public transportation around here right. for everybody to use. Out there in Grantham? Yeah. Go to yeah. Enfield? What are you going to do? You ever do? see those those roads in the morning? It's like New York City coming to Lebanon and Hanover. Mm. Right? They're all spending a pile of money. This is just local stuff. Like, when's someone going to put their foot down? and Let's, let's just start over. Could we do that? Could we have a redo on everything? Every professional athlete's salary, right? Let's start from scratch. Let's let's slow down. What's it cost to go to a Red Sox game right now? Oh, my goodness. Kim. What's a ticket? Could someone text me what it costs you, you and the family of four to go to a Red Sox game right now? Like, what does that cost? What was it, $18 a beer at the PGA Championship for a Mick Ultra? Isn't that... Insane. Can you imagine that? Hey, I'd like three beers. One for my wife, one for me and my son. Yep, that'd be $54. Holy smoke. Yeah. But even product rich, like last year, this time, I ordered three blades for one of their steel yep. for one of our mowers. They cost $66. Yep. I ordered the same three this year, 98 Yep. 30 bucks. Yeah. Just on top D- of The same bit. exact blade yeah it's just crazy but they say well steel costs steel costs are up yeah, now. everybody's using it's, it for an excuse it's just it's insane i mean these guys what is it the plywood is off the charts oh. right people were buying up buying up plywood like they were buying up toothpaste you know and they were keeping it yeah it's crazy yeah who could forecast what what now supposedly there's going to be a crash when the hell's that going to happen it's not going to be pretty. I, I, you know, I'm really, I'm really concerned about this winter. I mean, we picked. I said to my wife the other night, "Wow, this is a great year for you to retire, because we are both going to be on fixed incomes." Yeah. I have my little thing at the golf course, but for this winter, you know, going into this winter, it's going to be interesting. We heat with oil, and uh, it's not well, going to be interesting at all. It's going to be horrible. Let's thank let's thank the sponsors. Absolutely. Ford of Claremont, the Ford Giant. I got to come out and get my first oil change. Edward Jones Investment Hotline. TBW Automotive. Kidder's Automotive. They can't fix it, scrap, scrap it. it. Yep. Uh, there was a winner last night, Queen of Hearts. Uh, uh, Scott Cadriac. I think he won forty grand last night. Wow. The Legion. Wow. Congrats, Scott. He couldn't happen to a better person, honestly. Marsh Brothers Deli, Upper Valley Stove, Shawnee Griffin, Wilson Tire keeps you rolling along. HP Roofing. They ain't roofing, they're goofing. There's a big line to get repairs, but if you can't if you're not in line, you can't get to the front. <laughs> <laughs> JS Auto Body, Pete and Toby, Bubba's Bar and Grill. Bubba's. Good food and good drinks is his new motto. They're having a lot of fun down there at Bubba's. Jake's Market everywhere in the valley. 
Richards Electric over there in Wilder. Four Aces Diner in West Lab. Smith Auctioneers. Pro Optical down at the Target Plaza. MJS Lawn Care out of Bells Falls. Lundy's Lawn Care and Maintenance. Peyton Place Signs. Chad Hemingway. Martin's Mechanical, our favorite plumber out there in Enfield. Barden Concrete, laying them everywhere. Field and Sons Transportation out of Grantham. Transporting mobile and modular housing. Man, what a crew. Yeah, and thanks to all those folks for yes. making this show possible. Yep, sticking with us. A lot of them have been here for 15 years. I know, that's incredible. 15 years. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, the show started out as a little gag. Now it's just turned into so much fun. So you want to talk about Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, as everyone's aware, whoop, we'll, get, we'll come back after the break for that. All along the watchtower. Jimmy Hendrix. <sighs> I agree with this one. It says we are going to have to raise a lot of money for the Veteran Fuel Fund this year. I mean, I've had probably 10 people tell me that. Oh, we got to figure out a time to do it for those who can afford to give. Listen to the buzz, Bob and Rich. Woody's on the shelf. <laughs> Number 42. Yeah, that's close, huh? Okay, so Red Sox tickets, 43 to 181. Those 43 tickets must be out on Yankee Way. <laughs> right? I would, I would guess. To 181, huh? Unreal. What? I said uh, to 181. Wow. So back to Gabe Kapler. Yeah, we were touching him. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson, yep. excuse me. So Deshaun Watson, as everybody knows, he gets a big contract with Cleveland. Yep. Okay. Three hundred fifty million. Yep. yep. And now, with all this um, stuff coming out about the ladies that he was involved with, uh, twenty-two he, that we know about. Yeah. Is he even going to be able to play? The NFL's doing their investigation, and uh, so they give him all this money, and Baker Mayfield who's been their quarterback, yep. he's, he's sitting there. He's not coming to workouts, which I, in a way he I don't blame him. Yeah, don't blame him at all. So what happens if uh, Deshaun Watson can't even play? In the, in the, why does Cleveland – If Deshaun Watson can't play and I'm Baker Mayfield, yeah. I'm coming up with a fictitious injury. Oh, yeah. I got the pulled hamster. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. He's going to get paid the same whether he plays or not. So why would he play? They don't want him there. No. Right? They yeah. said that in so many words, right? Well, they right? told him yeah. when they brought in Watson. Yeah, brought in Watson. Yeah. For huge money. How do you give a guy that much money? I, I, after didn't play it. Didn't play last year. Really hasn't played in two years, and you're giving him all that money. Yeah. Lamar Jackson didn't show up either. You know, he's pissed. Yeah, yeah. He's mad. Of, he's mad. He's making. What's he getting paid? Twenty-three million uh, next year. The next year he's going to get. They don't. They're not going to. They're not going to sign him. Then just, no. Right. He, no. They he's won't. hurt all the time. Yeah. They. He's going to get franchise tag next year, which that'll get him up in the thirties. You know, is the top three? Isn't the top the average of the top three of the top five players of their position? I think it is. So yeah. he'll make thirty something next year for the one year, and then 
I don't know who. But what were you saying earlier? In all seriousness, and it's it's probably never never going to happen, but it needs to. This whole thing needs to get scaled back. In, well, the in, monies. In, in the monies. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, just it's just. Okay, let's go through yeah. the major sports. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey. How is it possible that the least paid players are the hockey players? That 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 doesn't even seem possible to me. These guys, they put they're at risk every game. They get absolutely crushed. Yeah, look at Brad Marchand. They're doing Marchand's out for six yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, just had hip surgery, double hip surgery. Double hip surgery. Yeah. yeah, he's out for six months, and he'll be right back there. You know what? He'll be gone six months to the day, or he'll come back early. He's not a baseball player, right? Chris Sales, what's he? How many? What's he at? Two years out now. Oh, you were God. talking about him. He's coming back. He should be coming back. Guy's getting made thirty friggin' million dollars a year. He hasn't played for two years. He had a surgery, and that's a common surgery now. And he had a cracked rib. That's what he's out for this well, time. What was that from? Falling off the bar stool? The, no, they've never, they've never stated what it was from. But yeah. Oh, he it, had a cracked rib. Jesus yeah. Christ! I had broken ribs from yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. It's not. It didn't well, stop playing. I stopped ways. laughing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. No, but I'm just saying, like we we look at these monies. It's like. We forecast we forecast the future. Like these ten, twelve year contracts we're given in baseball, has any of them ever, ever played paid out? Off. No. Have they? No, none of them. No, it's crazy. You're right. It's just give the guys the money for this years of service. Listen, if someone offers you five years, two hundred million dollars, or five years, one fifty, that's that's good. You know what would be the best thing that would could ever happen to pro sports? That nobody knows what the other guy's making, mm. right? It's just like I work with Ron Rainey at Dartmouth. I have no idea what he's making, the women's soccer, and I don't yeah. care, right? Right. Buddy Tevens, I don't care what Buddy makes. I'd care what I make. If this, if, and I know that's not going to happen in the world that we're living in because we're so friggin' nosy and have to know everything. But if nobody knew anybody else's salary, wouldn't that help? Oh, for course. For sure. Every time a quarterback sets a new, I want to be the highest paid quarterback, right? By a dollar. Right? We got Dak Prescott, and then we got Mahomes, and then we got the next guy. And that leads me to the commercial. That Who's the quarterback for the Rams? Oh, um. Yeah. Um. Oh, my. Right. God. That tells you how yeah. important he is. What the yeah. hell's his name? Someone write me. Who's the quarterback who oh played for Detroit? Yeah, isn't that awful? No, it's not. You're proving my point. So anyways, he's on the commercial for AT&T. And I've literally sat with 15 different people when that commercial comes on, him and the girl who's always on there. And I'm like, do you know who that is? They go, no. I go, he's a Super Bowl quarterback. No one knows who he is. Why in the hell would you have him on the commercial? We can't even think of his name sitting here. Yeah. Well, we do know his Jesus. That's just awful. That. Uh, What's his name, Dan? Quarterback for the Rams. I mean, I'm proving my own point that I can't think of the guy's name. But I'm, I'm totally. But I'm saying though, you're having a commercial with a guy who nobody knows, including guys who do a, a mini sports show. 
right? It's just like these companies, they latch on to these people. And so this I just read yesterday that Puma, Cobra, Cobra Puma. Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford. There Matthew you go. Matthew Stafford. That yeah. took us six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right, he, he's, he's on a commercial. No one knows who he is. And, he's, mean, and he's making. Yeah, he's making a pile of money. A pile of money. So I just read yesterday that Cobra Puma signed a guy, NIL, right? Name, what is it? Name. Oh, my God. I'm losing. I'm getting old. Likeness. The heck is that? NLI, name likeness, image, name likeness image, <laughs> likeness image, 12 years old. Oh, my Lord. Golfer. He's like, and I, I don't have his name. You can look it up. He's 12 years old. Puma has signed him. He's getting his equipment. He's getting paid money. He's going to play the play the Cobra Clubs, wear the Puma clothes like Ricky Fowler. He's 12 years old. He just He just signed on. Twelve years old, and they're giving him all that. The guy said he's the best twelve-year-old I've ever seen. <laughs> he's won two hundred over two hundred and fifty tournaments. Wow. He's twelve. Yeah. And where's he from? I don't know. Yeah. I'd read the article. I wouldn't get too attached to. It. I just yeah. I was in disbelief. So Michelle Wee, as we know, Michelle yeah. Wee West, thirty-two years old. She's stepping away from the game of golf. Um. She's 32 years old. She was the youngest to qualify for a PGA, LPGA Tour event at age 12. At age 10, she qualified for the U.S. Public Public Links Women's Amateur. Now, these are grown-ups. She, she was 10. She won the event at age 13. <laughs> wow. The youngest ever female to win a U.S. Male or female to win a USGA championship at age 13. She won the U.S. Pub Links Amateur Championship. She made millions in endorsements. Injuries and having a child has taken its toll on me. She will... She's going to have some regrets. This is her, she, In her words, I choose to be happy. Golf wasn't good for my body or good for me mentally. She won. She ended up. She did win five LPGA events. She's going to play in the U.S. Open this year, and she's going to play next year in the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. But there's a good chance that she's going to shut it down for good. Uh, another moral to the story is, this is called burnout. She's been, she's been doing this for, for a long time. Long, long time. At age 32, sounds really young. But when you went through what she went through, I mean, her parents. I'm sure we're on her the whole time. She ended up going to Stanford. She was a phenom, is what she was. She was amazing. She played in a bunch of, of male, you know, of, of guys' events too. And I think she missed the tournament over in Hawaii. She missed the cut by one over at her home course. Um, shot 66. Oh my! In, in, a, in a men's tournament on wow. the PGA Tour. Wow! So Michelle's shutting it down. That's. God, she got to have regrets looking back on that, doesn't she? Well, you know, I, I would think where she's only 32, but again, Rich, you said she started playing these big tournaments at 13. That's 19 years. That's almost she 20 years. Yeah, 10 even. So that's over 20 years she's been doing this. Here's what I'm going to tell you about golf. Anybody who steps away for an extended period of time never, never it gets never back. It never goes back. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible to watch. 
I mean, I had a friend who moved to Charlotte, was a scratch golfer, played with him every weekend for five years, Saturday, Sunday mornings at 5.30. He went to Charlotte, it was a big shot in his company, came back, I played. T- he played 10 years later, he was shooting 88 to 95. Wow. And, wow. And he's not the first person that's happened to. Yeah. You know, once you get away from the game, you know, it's not important. You don't, you don't, you don't practice. Right? She's not going to mm. go hit balls. No. She's lost the love of the game. She's, If she takes an extended period of time, it would be really, really hard. For her to. It really would. And I'm sure, listen, I'm sure people are t- in her ear and talking to her and say, Michelle, you know, you got to reconsider this. But, you know, she had a baby in t- 2020. And listen, there are a million women out there who have kids. You know, we all have kids. It's like... I love, you know, get these young people, oh, I can't go out tonight, you know, I have a baby, like, I have a four-year-old, yeah, right, I had a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-year-old, right, we all did, mm. right, you still can live your life, right, right, you right. have to yeah. live your life, you know, these these people nowadays, these, they can't live their life, you know, I gotta stay home, you know, with the kid, like, no, you don't. Like, bring your kid. We brought our kids everywhere. Exactly. Right. I think yeah. one of the parties that I went to as a kid with my parents, and the, and the, I, we did it with our kids. We didn't stop living life because we had kids. No. We actually enriched it a little bit to a point. I mean, there were a few nights you weren't too thrilled about it. Yeah. Right. But. Eight 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 two nine nine three one five one. We have wow, it's eleven fifty. Went quick. Give us one call, somebody. See what. Give us your thoughts. We've covered a lot today. Trying to stay out of the presidential race, though. Oh boy. Listen to Buzz, Bob and Rich. Damn. (laughs) Yep, the final countdown. So. Yeah, we got Memorial Day, yep. right? The fourth Monday in, in May is a day in which those who died in active military service are remembered. So this isn't Veterans Day where you shake every veteran's hand. This is a remembrance of yep. those who sacrificed their lives for us. Absolutely. So when you're in your little cook, when we're in our little cookouts on Sunday and Monday today, just give a give a little thought for those who. And we all we all know people who we lost in the wars. We this I find it hard to believe anybody over the age of forty, yeah, forty five wouldn't have somebody that they lost. Really, right? Pretty, yeah, pretty safe bet. Yeah, uh, and I and I read in the southern states the fourth Monday in April is Confederate Memorial Day. Remember those who died in the Confederate forces. That Civil War never really ended, did it? No. Huh? I haven't... No. When I used to play golf down there, man, they used to call me Yank. Oh, Yankee. That's oh, what yeah. they all called me. Even the Clemson coach. Really? I went down yeah. to one to a Clemson football game, a homecoming, and Larry Penley was the coach. And he introduced me to his team, and he introduced me as the Yank. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. I haven't been, I haven't been around it. Obviously, I don't travel freely. Right. But you think it's still out there? Oh, I think definitely. I think, you know, there's, there's a different... Bob asked me a question. Yeah. If, we, if our show could be during the commercials with Woody and you here, we'd be billionaires. <laughs> but Bob asked me a question because we don't, we don't want to get into politics. But 
he did. He said, "Ask me the question you asked me about two years." Are we better off than we were two years ago? No. We're, the answer is no. I don't know how anybody could possibly say yes that we're better off than we were two years ago. And, uh, at 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 anything. No. What 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 are we better for, our country? We're so divided and right. We're we're just as divided now as we were then. Probably a little worse because there's a lot of stuff has happened in these last two years. With the COVID, and right? Got the COVID. Got the Black Lives Matter. Now get throwing the shootings. Now that riles up everybody, right? A country is being t- pushed and turned all directions. But the simple answer is: Are we better off than we were two years ago? No, we're not. As a country, in so many ways, financially, it's horrible. But yeah, you know what? Life keeps chugging on, though. You know, it's like it's one day at a time oh, for no. all of us. And, oh, you have to. And uh, and I know some people are struggling out there. It's just it's not possible not to be under these conditions that we're you know we have to live with right now. And you know I have got a lot of texts on about having another pub crawl because we are gonna. I mean, the veterans, you know, who who we've helped over the last. I don't know how many years it's been now. I know we, we had, at one point, we, I'm going to say we had close to 50,000 this after the last production, but I'll check. But we're going to do some kind of fundraiser in August, whether it's a pub crawl or we all get together. I know COVID's still running ragged around here, but that's something that's certainly going to happen, and we'll, you know, we'll raise as much money as we can. I'll reach out and find some good stuff for people to buy and... Uh, we'll just, you know, I always said we'll do it till we can't. And this, if there was a year, this is it. So don't worry about the horses being blind. Just love the Bobby, thanks for coming in. Hey. You're always awesome on the radio. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's uh, my uh, pleasure. To well, work it's with fun. You guys, so. And we want to thank all of you for listening. You know what? I, I know that there is some nonsense that goes along with this show. But we just, you know, we're just trying to talk real world stuff here. No BS. You've been listening to The Buzz with Bob and Rich, and hopefully uh, Woodrow will be back in the Woodrow will be back in action <laughs> next week with a mask. <laughs> have a good week and have a safe holiday. Don't drive and drink. Don't drive, period. It costs you too much. Just drink. Over. Take care. <laughs>